Garfini Jeffin! Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Gothic in Japan, and I am your host, Johnny. And I'm Tom Tom Tokyo. And I am Jeremy motherfucking Deschner. That's right, and as you find faders and ghouls out there know, Gothic in Japan is about three dudes, booze, Japan and the motherfucking news. And Jeremy, what evening is it tonight, and what number is this podcast? This evening is the Hall- All Hallows Eve, and this is podcast number 666. Yeah, motherfucking 666. We did it. We did it. We've we been talking about it, it for 10 years. Man, we did it. Oh, Praise man. Satan. Oh, man. All right. This is a drinking podcast. I've got a uh, old-fashioned in my hand. What are you guys drinking? Uh, For now, Monster. Uh, I had a rough day. <laughs> I need a little bit of pick-me-up so I can do the show properly. All right. Uh, well. I, I get some tequila and tea for later. Oh, good, good, good. Good, 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 good. And Jeremy, what you drinking over there? Premium malts. The black. Black beer for the blackest night of the blackest hearts. Six, oh, yeah. six, six. The number of the beast. Yes, this is episode number 666, Faders. You've been waiting for it, and we've been waiting to do it, and we planned it just right. We're doing episode number 666 on All Hallows' Eve. It's October 31st right now, and we are getting faded with you right now. And uh, as soon as we finish this podcast, I'm going to upload this so all the people in the West can get this podcast on Halloween morning. And for everybody in the rest of the world, well, hey, man, hey, you know, uh, you can enjoy your hangover listening to our show and getting together <laughs> right. once again, right? <laughs> All right. And uh, I'm wearing my spooky mask. I wore this mask at a uh, Halloween party last Saturday, but I got to take this fucking thing yeah. off. Jesus, it's killing my face. Uh, how do I sound? I sound better with the mask off? Most definitely. Much better. Yeah. Do, I, do I look better with the mask You look better with the mask on. Oh, shut up, you dick. Oh, by the way, Tom, thanks for coming to my birthday party. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, it was a cool party, but like, like I said, I, I, again, I had a rough day, and I was just like, I was a wreck. I was just tired from work when I got there. Um, Harry's Sandwich Shop, one of our sponsors, is a cool yep. fucking place. You had some kick-ass people there. Yep. Like, like I said, I, I, I had like two, and I was like, I was out. Dude, I you can't. had a couple of good beers, too. You got like the premium like uh, IPAs that he has top shelf ips and that was pretty awesome but you know what the bad thing was as soon as you left the guys from zebrahead came in uh yeah do you guys uh, know the uh, dude, zebrahead? Like, uh yeah of course. I'm, I'm, I'm i'm sure i missed some really cool shit but like i said like it just i i, I just had to do i can't yeah. be out galvan around town 
Hey, man, it's all good, dude. It was a Thursday night when you came out, man. I was really happy to see you, man. Jeremy, you were definitely there in spirit. Me and Tom, we did a little compile in your name, and that was Thank awesome. You. But, yeah, I can't believe the Zebrahead guys came out. They like, oh, <clears throat> a podcast. So I was like, yeah, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> They're a friend of a friend. But, uh, yeah, the guy with the big mustache, I forget his name, but he was there. Fucking hella cool. Dude, tons of stories. Loves Japan, by the way. Mm. Very cool. Mm. Oh man! Well, what was their fucking hit song? I I remember the band, but I don't remember. They had one really good song that was like popular like ten years ago. Like that. Do you remember? Am I putting you on the spot? You put me on the spot. Uh, I'm gonna claim faded right now. So that's the new thing. If you don't know something, just say you're faded. I don't know, man. Kind of faded. Don't know at the moment. All right, make it a challenge. Make it a challenge. If you guys know the name of that song that their hit song was ten years ago. Uh, let us know in the comments below. Awesome. Really cool guys. Really cool guys. Um, like oh, speaking of uh, big things that happened, I, I guess we do have to bring this to uh, the attention of the world, if they don't know it already, about the tragedy that happened in South Korea. Um, shit. Uh, who wants to bring this up? I just brought it up, but who wants to talk about it? I don't know. Like, 150 people got crushed because they was partying hard in Halloween and yeah, like the streets are so packed they couldn't get emergency services in there, it's, which sucks. Yep. Well, that's kind of true. Um, oh, actually, all right, I'll break it down. Basically, uh, in the Rapongi Shibuya-esque area of Seoul, uh, it was Halloween, uh, Halloween, not Halloween, but like a Halloween party night. It was like Saturday before Halloween. And I guess like what, like uh, the numbers are all over the map, but like uh, anywhere from like 50,000 to 150,000 people were in this small little area. And um, many of the streets in Seoul are very, very narrow. Even some of them are even more narrow than the streets of Tokyo, believe it or not. And um, in this area, it's kind of hilly, right? And so there's like a huge amount of people that was in this area, this specific area. And the reason why they're in this little specific area of like this uh, entertainment center was because A, it's Halloween and B, I guess like a very famous, like one of the most famous like YouTubers in Korea was like at a club there. So everybody was going there to go get into the club. And uh, so I guess there's like a combination of both of those, I guess. And uh, don't, that's not, I don't know how factual that is. I just heard that from a friend that works in the entertainment. So anyway, yeah, I guess all those people were there. And um, I guess like um, in this alleyway, it's like kind of like a T. And so people were all coming in in all sections, right? And so this, this is a crowded little area got more and more and more packed and it's on a slope, kind of like a little hill. And I guess like uh, I guess a pocket of people fell and then it was kind of like the wave and everybody fell. And um, yeah, it's horrible. It's really, really horrible. A, a very bad situation. Uh, my hearts, all our hearts from God Fit to Japan go on to all the family and everybody that was affected. Jeremy. Yeah, I used to live in uh, in Korea. I lived there for a year and a half when I was a soldier. And I remember going to Itaewon. That's the area you're talking about. It's called Itaewon. And um, the alleys are, are interesting. They're kind of like really, really small and a little bit kind of like dug down a little bit, like almost like a trench, you know? And they used to call them piss alleys when I was back in the, in the, in the military, right? Because it used to smell like piss after people would, you know, walk outside and take a leak. But uh, they're very dangerous. And you're right. It's very hilly in that area. I've been there hundreds of times. It's very hilly in that area. And as the, there used to be a place called Hooker Hill that you could go to. And i got tons of stories about that place. And, uh, yeah, um, really small. There's no way you could actually fit, like, 
a truck or ambulance down that hill, right? Or especially if it's crowded with people, you would have to move all those people out of the way, which is a logistical nightmare. And then trying to inch your your little, uh, your ambulance up that hill with maybe two or three inches on each side and then trying to put somebody on a stretcher and get them over into the back of the ambulance. It's a, it's a logistic nightmare, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty messed up. I saw quite a few videos about it and uh, yeah, it looked like an absolute nightmare. And um, as of Halloween here in Tokyo, I think uh, it's like 153 people are dead and over 150 are injured. Tom. Yeah, man. I was just going to say like, yeah, like my heart goes out to the uh, unfortunate people in South Korea. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have any strong ties to it. I'm just saying like that, that just sucks, like regardless of the country. But like I was going to say, man, that almost sounds like like really deadly dominoes because, you know, just like one or two people t- tipped over and then just like boom, just chain reaction. Yeah. <laughs> now like 150 people are dead. Um, how does it affect us? I'm, I almost wonder if like Japanese government is going to use that as another excuse. Like, no, we can't have Halloween parties in Shibuya or or uh harajuku because that might happen yo yo i got something on that i was in shibuya maybe about six hours ago i had a little meeting down there and uh or up there and uh when i was there dude uh i think every police officer in the tokyo area is there they have like maybe like seven buses full of police officers that they're emptying out and that was at like 6 p.m was it five no no 5 p.m so i think right now right now it's like 10 o'clock right now dude i think there's like so many cops there dude it it must be i mean you don't you don't want to go there so, you know, uh, Japan's huge for cosplay. Cosplay is, is not just on Halloween here. It's a normal everyday thing. So how do you tell or how do the police tell between the Halloween revelers and just your average cosplay dude or, or you know, there's girls out there who dress like baby dolls, you know, every day or, or there's different kinds of styles that they use like as, as visual, you know, rockers or as cosplayers. How do they tell the difference between who's there to start trouble and who's there just to be like a normal uh, Japanese teenager? Well, my my question is like, how the fuck are they gonna like shut it off? Because I, I think they said they said like I think the government flat out said we don't want any Halloween parties in Harajuku and in Shibuya. It's like you're gonna tell like hundred thousand people or twenty. Like, I don't know however fucking many people there because like it's packed. Oh, last it's Saturday well, there's a shit ton of people. Like uh, last Saturday, I, I, I'm sure there was. Like I haven't been up that way as much, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I painted at uh, Harry Sandwich Company for, uh, was it his Halloween party on uh, last Saturday? And uh, yeah, yeah, the 29th. And there's a lot of people in Hedajuku dressed up as like fucking <laughs> anything you can imagine. A lot of sexy angels again. Woo! Yeah. And uh, the thing is, it's just like, I mean, if Hedajuku kind of represented what was happening in Shibuya, I think there's a shit ton of people in Shibuya. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it's nuts, dude. I'm sure it's off the fucking hook. Especially like, uh, basically, the pandemic's essentially over, so it's coming back with a fucking vengeance. You know it. People have been all fucking pent up. Going, hey, I want to go outside. I want to wear a fucking slutty nurse costume. God damn it! <laughs> so if you don't, if you're not familiar with how how it works in Japan, it's very very close to what you'd see. Uh, on a Black Friday video, am I right? Like when you see the Black Friday videos where they open the doors and people just rush in and do crazy shit. That's yep. how Halloween is in Shibuya, and that's and that's a recent phenomenon. That's only been happening like that for the last ten years. It started out where all the foreigners would get on the last train 
on the Yamanote Sen on on the Saturday before Halloween, and we'd all ride around the um, ride around the uh, the Yamanote Sen, and on the last train, just partying inside the train. Yeah, and it's just grown from there, man. Because I remember it used to be like thirty people, then suddenly it was a hundred people, and suddenly it was two cars, then three cars, then the entire train, and now Shibuya, and now the entire Shibuya, and then people are tumping over cars and. You know, and digging up corpses. I don't know. I just made that part up, but like some crazy shit was just happening. Yeah. Saying, like, Jeremy, you were actually here like long enough, like to remember like the Yamanote. Cause, like that was before me and Johnny's time. We, we've heard the legend about so. it, dude. Dude, I remember the Yamanote train, dude. I've been here since 2002. Oh, yeah, he was just... parties on there. Like the, I wasn't around for that shit. Yeah. You missed out. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I definitely did, man. I would love to see that. Cause I heard like the Yamanote, like the, if you if you went on hardcore mode, you're supposed to in full costume, like you say I'm going to do ten stops on the Yamanote line. You're supposed to run out. This is when they still had beer vending machines on the platforms. God rest their souls, but god damn it, they need to bring those back. But yeah, people would just like run out in full costume, like buy a beer because the doors are only open for maybe a minute, if that. Like buy a beer, run back on the train, and the stops are only like two or three minutes apart. So you had to chug a beer and basically, you know, do 10 stops or, you know, five stops or how many ever stops you claimed. It was just, is nuts. Suppose yeah, generally speaking, Tom, generally speaking, one person could buy one beer with those old machines, right? Because and it's not like people are going to line up. Normally, what we would do is we would have like, we would just take bags with us or put them in our backpacks. And Johnny got here, shit, I got here in 95 and Johnny got here in 2002. So there's not that much difference between the two of us as far as time in Japan. So like, yeah, Johnny would have been here like right when that shit really started kicking off. Yeah. Okay. Actually, my birthday is October 27th. Yay. Happy birthday. Woo. I'm motherfucking alive. But um, yeah, so when I first came here, like it was like really interesting because my whole entire life I've had Halloween-esque birthdays, right? Like ever since I was born, pretty much. So uh, the thing is like when I came to Japan, I, I DJed at a nightclub, right? And I was expecting to see people in costume, but nobody was in costume. There's like nobody at all. N nothing, right? And I was like, holy shit. This is my first birthday when nobody's in costume. My first uh, Halloween unrelated birthday. And it was crazy, dude. I was like so... I, I was really happy, but kind of bummed at the same time. And then I think it was like 2014, I had a small little get-together and like four of my friends showed up dressed as police officers and I was just like, or SWAT guys. And I was like, what the fuck? Is it back? Is it back? And they're like, dude, you got to go to Shibuya. It's crazy. And I was like, all right, looks like we're going to Shibuya. Went to Shibuya and yeah, the shit hit the fan. So I think it really took off in 2014. Yeah, man, I, I would say like, uh, it's, yeah, I, I can't, if, you, if you've been here long enough, you kind of see it like step by step, like just level up every year. Mm. But yeah, maybe like less than 10 years ago, because 10 years ago, like you might see a costume or two, but like now it's just like it, it's everywhere. Like Shibuya is like pretty crowded in general. But I think I think uh, maybe like I want to say about, about five or six years ago, I had to work late on a Friday, but like I went to Shibuya to meet a friend. And like normally if there isn't a lot of foot traffic from like the station to like one of the basically the place I was going, like, cause I needed to buy a charger for my, or I needed to buy a back, backup battery for my phone. Uh, like if the, if you hit the lights, right. And there's not a lot of traffic. It's only like two or three minute walk. It took me 40 fucking minutes. Damn. That's like, crazy. Walk. That's, that's how fucking packed it was. All right. Awesome. Jeremy. Oh uh, yeah. I was just saying when it started out, 
uh, it started out where only foreigners would dress up. And then as as it carried on and on and on, you started seeing Japanese people start getting into it and, and they were starting to do it, do it. And then like nowadays, it's like it's kind of like a fad thing. And it's so it's so faddish that a buddy of mine posted on Facebook, a dude wearing a Jap uh, a Japanese dude wearing a Spider-Man costume. But the motherfucker had it on backwards and was, and was walking around like it was. Oh, uh, cool. yeah, yeah. I, I remember you. you I, I remember seeing you that, that post. Yeah. Post yeah, yeah, that bit of yeah. Japan. Right. Oh yeah, it was on post. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, but he he did it unironically, and it wasn't a joke. He just doesn't know about Spider Man, but he thought he would just be part of the crowd and be cool and dress up. But he was wearing his Spider Man outfit backwards. <laughs> Dork. Uh, that sucks. That sucks. All Jeremy right. takes offense to that because he's a. I do. I do take man. offense to that. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, on that note, I, I want to give a moment of silence to uh, all the faders out there in Korea, our, our brethren, our brothers and sisters out there. So uh, a moment of silence and our drinks are in, our, in, our, in the air to support you guys. And uh, we're really sorry. Condolences. Yeah. Best of luck uh, to South Korea on a speedy recovery, I guess. Yeah. Okay. On that note, this is Halloween, and uh, I think now it's time where we all tell a sc- st- scary story of something that happened to us in Japan. Johnny's getting faded. Sc- sc- I sc- am. Sc- 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 <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, dude. I'm drinking wild turkey, 110 or 101 proof, man. This shit oh, is beautiful stuff. That'll do it. That'll yes. love it. Eight years old. Yes, but I'm drinking as a um, an old fashioned, so it's okay. It's watered down a little bit. But the way I make my old fashions is I don't use sugar. So I only use like water, wild turkey, and uh, bitters. No yeah, lemon peel? It's not old fashioned if you don't have bitters in it, man. Hey, man, I guess I'm a little old fashioned. <laughs> no, I see what you did there because the drink and the drink and the yeah, thing. Wordplay, wordplay. I love it. I love it. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Let's see. Let's tell a scary story and let's make it like three minutes tops. Three minutes tops. Because we got so many fucking stories to cover tonight. There's so much news, faders. We've been holding on to so much news. And actually, faders, um, we're not doing After Dark this week. So uh, instead of doing After Dark, because it is episode number six, 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 and it is Halloween, we are going to basically combine uh, After Dark and Got Faded Japan. So this right here is like a double episode. So, hey, Johnny, how... If, if our regular listeners wanted to listen to an After Dark episode, how do they do that? I have no idea. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got to sign up for <laughs> Patreon. So signing up for Patreon, faders, is amazing. Because when you sign up for Patreon, you get like the whole unedited episode of Got Faded Japan. You get outtakes. You get uh, a lot of like bonus audio. And you get our new show. It was actually not new. We actually started years ago. But we revamped it after dark. And after dark, um, Tom, what is after dark? After Dark is like where we cover like well the really dark scary shit the really wacky wild like the murders and the really fucking gross crimes and uh, yeah there's, it's basically anything goes no no holds barred yeah that's true it's basically the most heinous stories that we generally don't cover on Got Fitted Japan because they are so fucking heinous and the the show actually Got Fitted Japan we cover some hardcore news right. So if you mm. think this the stories that we cover here are bad and dark and kind of like messed up, well, uh, after dark, uh, <laughs> eat your heart out. Oh man! Right. Yeah, we're, and keep in mind we have we have done multiple episodes about serial killers. Oh yeah, we have. Um, how so, much does it cost? 
Oh God, that's a great question, Jeremy. Um, yeah, it costs five dollars. Sucky, sucky, me love you a long time. Tom is going to give you a sucky, sucky. He's going to love you a long time if you sign up for the Patreon. And it also costs five dollars or five hundred yen, which is basically like buying us a pint at a bar and not tipping you, cheap bastards. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but 500 yen these days is is if you're only a dollars if you get paid in dollars is nothing dude because like oh, yeah. the yen is 150 yen to the dollar now so 500 yen is what's that it's like 320 yen so basically uh, it's like buying uh, us a budweiser at a crack whorehouse we're really hoping that's going to bounce back and actually it probably should not they've opened the borders and tourists are starting to flood in Oh my so, God! There's so yeah, many probably, tourists. Probably bounce back, but like, uh, yeah, right now, basically, uh, the yen outside Japan is basically monopoly money. Yeah, kinda. Yeah. All right. On that note, all right. So, scary story. Who wants to go first? I'll go last. Tom, you're speechless. What the fuck is going on? Hey, Tom, Tom has right, all well, the stories, man. Right, but I, yeah. I, I, put I'm that monster drink down. Minutes, put that monster drink down and put some alcohol in your <clears throat> tummy. All right, Jeremy, all right. you go first. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story. Uh, It's kind of a scary story. You don't want to be in this situation. I was riding the the Yamanote Sin one time, and uh, it's uh, 6 p.m. at night. Uh, People are starting to get off work. The train's starting to get crowded, and it's starting to pack in. You've seen the videos where all the people uh, are trying to ride the train in the mornings. Well, the evening is just like that. They pack them in just like, you know, people are... There's the people with white gloves that push people onto the trains to get them on, on mm-hmm. to the train so they can go home. So I ended up getting stuck in the middle, and not not even being able to hold onto one of the uh, handrail loops or whatever. I'm stuck in the middle, crowd, crowded on e- either side, and suddenly uh, in the middle of the train, you know, the train ride from one station to the next, my stomach goes, that's the worst sound you could possibly hear and then my guts start to drop and i'm like i have got to get off this train in a like the, like the flash in a hurry man i got to get off this train now so like a linebacker i'm moving people and i'm just pushing my way to get out of the train get out of the train i run down the stairs just in the, i'm looking for a, a, a public restroom and i get to it and and it's locked and i finally find one that's open and i kick the door open and i run inside and there's an old man taking a shit on one of the squatters and i lock eyes with him and he locks eyes with me and we just stand there for a second. And then he gets up and runs out. Doesn't even flush it, but there's no chance. I got to just go, man. I got to just make with what, you know, I have to do what I have to do. Then that is the scariest thing that has ever happened, dude. Because what if the train had stopped and I was stuck in the middle of all those people? Oh my Terrifying. God. Horror. Dropped a deuce in your pants. That would be. I could have, man. I could have I dropped a deuce on everyone's pants. The horror. <laughs> The <laughs> that, 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 yeah, that, that would be pretty bad because bear in mind, Jeremy's a pretty big fucking dude. Yeah, and I do not do small poops. Yeah, uh, well, he he's like a fucking big ass Texan man. Everything's bigger in Texas, right? Yeah, excre- <laughs> yeah, yeah. All Excrement right. included. Yeah, Thomas. Uh, I don't think I can take pare it down to three minutes, but like I'll I'll, I'll, I'll I'll give you like I, I got several stories that I've been in hairy situations, but basically a little bit of background real quick. Like there's a one year that I think it was my third year in Japan and I was in it was in Chiba and I it was the one is the year I did a salary man job and I fucking hated it because they had like a hundred plus like work weeks or, or sorry hundred hundred hour plus work weeks like multiple times. 
13 days in a row without a fucking day off. Just fucking ridiculous. Hated the job, hated my life, hated fucking everything. And so finally, like I quit and I'd signed off on the apartment and everything. And I was moving back to Tokyo and I was like, just fucking put all this bullshit behind me, blah, blah, blah. So I was out in Kashiwa and Chiba and like, I didn't get, I, I didn't get to go out much, man, because I was just fucking tired all the time and getting worked to death. But like I did, managed to find like one pretty cool bar that i like to party at and like the manager there took a liking to me because like he could speak english and not a lot of foreigners went out there mm-hmm. there's, there's 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 two there's two sides to it there's like one side caters the foreigners and like the other's like just fucking like to the japanese and i, I like the japanese side better so uh yeah so i go out go out there and like start partying and like I, I told him, I was like, yo, man, I fucking quit my job. I feel like fucking great. A million bucks. Let's fucking go. And like the bar manager, a lot of times you'd close the bar down and like, you just keep drinking for free if he likes you. So it's pretty cool. So we're out, we're out there partying one night and one of his, his friends was in there was visiting from Tokyo. And this dude was just like throwing like, you know, Ichiman Yen, like hundred dollar bills. Like they were fucking toilet paper everywhere. Just, just like just loaded, just loaded, loaded, and that was cash. I got a little bit sketchy because like nobody walking around with that much cash is on the up and up. So like I asked him what he did, and, like where you know how he made his money, and he was like a little bit cagey about it. And finally, got, I got it out of him. He was actually a he was a porno. He was a scout for pornos, like getting like you know finding adult female actresses, and uh, yeah, that was pretty interesting. So blah blah blah. Anyway, so we. You know, they closed down the bar. We started partying hard. And then, like, we started hopping from bar to bar to bar to bar. And, like, he's just, like, going in there, just slaps down a couple hundred bucks, fucking running a shot for everybody. Let's fucking go. Next next bar, doing the same thing. So, he was, like, definitely the man of the hour. So, we're getting pretty fucking soused by this point. And, at the end, and towards the end, they decided they're going to go to, like, a hostess club, like Kabakura. This is where it gets scary because, like, we're in there and like, I guess, like, I, I, yeah, if you don't know, like, Kabakura is essentially, like, rent-a-date for purposes of chatting. You can go in there and, like, you know, talk to a hot girl who's all decked out to the nines. And it's essentially rent-a-date for purposes of chatting only. But, uh, yeah, he was in there. He was just, like, just fucking throwing money everywhere. He's like, yeah, fucking, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And... I got like sat down as like a really nice one. I got sat down and I was fine. I'm, I'm not really into this, by the way. It's kind of fucking lame to like pay to talk to a girl. If I if I want to talk to a girl, I will. If she doesn't want to talk to me, I'll go talk to another one. Fucking don't know. But anyway, so I was, I was sitting out, I was sitting in a booth, and I had, I had maybe a drink or two with like a pretty girl, I was ch- chatting to her, blah blah blah. And then like out of nowhere this one of those fucking like the bouncers grabbed me by the arm and just drugged me and i'm drunk as fuck so i'm just kind of like oh what the fuck we got drugged into a back room and it was me and like maybe like six six guys i was with and like the guy that was paying for everything got got like handsy with one of the girls and yeah like they're not actually sex workers like i said it's like you're supposed to maybe chat with them you can maybe touch them a little bit if they're okay with it so he fucking doubled down. So the fucking like, I, who, who I can only assume is the owner or the manager of this place. This fucking old man. We we're, we were by the way surrounded by like some let's just say some heavy hitters, and uh, I don't want to go too into detail, but like the the type of people you don't want to be messing with. So 
this guy kept like fucking screaming at my friend. And now, normally I would jump in there and I would try and fucking de-escalate the situation. But like, I'm the only guy in there and I can fucking barely stand up. So I was thinking like, fuck, this is the scary part. Like I was thinking like, fuck, these guys are going to take us out in, in, into a fucking art into a fucking like, you know, alleyway and curb stops, kick the shit out of us. But the guy that, you know, the guy with all the money kept like, you know, stuffing like, Ichimanya notes, hundred dollar bills in the guy's pocket. So the guy yell at him, tell him to get the fuck out. Like this is that kind of place, and blah blah blah. So yeah, we got like. Long story short, he bought his way out of it. And we got like, basically fucking, got to choose two girls to take him into the private VIP room where we're all partying and we want to play playing strip games. It was fucking awesome after that. But. Uh yeah, but like, did you just being surrounded by those like fucking heavy guys? Were like, what they really because like it was bad. I was scared. Like these motherfuckers could have like drug, drug us out and curb stomped us easily, and like they they were looking like they were going to. Damn, dude, that's scary, man. Holy smokes! Yeah, so uh, basically, the moral of the story is: uh, if you're in a whorehouse, don't fuck around. Unless it's fucking, not, it was not even a whorehouse; it's like Kabakuda, but the guy like I like like I said like. We went to the back, back VIP room and wound up playing like a what is it the, the the rock paper scissors game and I forget the name in Japanese the rock paper scissors game in Japanese where like okay gun yeah if you lose you take an article of clothing off so every time like these girls won we take an article of clothing off and give them a thousand yen so like yeah it was we got piss wasted and all got naked together and it was yeah maybe some things happened so I guess when you're in a whorehouse you do fuck around but you have to pay okay. So that's the moral of the story. <laughs> and sometimes it's scary. And sometimes it's, well, dude, when you're surrounded by some fucking heavy hitters like that, dude, I was like, I was seriously worried we were going to get get drug outside and get, get our asses whooped. And that was in no fucking position or not sober enough to defend myself. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I've seen you like that. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Well, Tom, amazing story. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, I'm going to make my story very, very short. Uh, my story is kind of spooky, kind of freaky, but it's, uh, it's, it is what it is. Um, okay. About like five years ago, my wife's uh, grandmother passed away. Unfortunately, that was a horrible situation. And, um, immediately when she passed away, like the next day, we had to go up to Nigata to take care of like, you know, the, the situation. We had to go to the funeral, the, the seeing, the viewing, the dinners and all sorts of stuff and i've never been to a funeral before in japan so i had no idea what to expect and it was just so rushed you know and because he's got kind of a big family so i had to get my suit together i had to like uh, cancel like all my work and uh basically we hopped on the the, ne the next shinkansen and we went up to nigata and uh, when we went up there i just went with the flow because everybody was grieving uh her grandmother was a very powerful part of her family so i just kind of kept my mouth shut and just went with the flow and uh, since I was like immediate family, uh, basically I was kind of in the inner circle, but still I, you know, I just went with the flow. And anyway, so we went to like the viewing and then we went to the funeral and we did the ceremony and a Japanese funeral. There's like many, many, many steps until like it's, it's completely concluded. Right. Uh, unlike other funerals where basically there's the viewing and then they bury the, the body. Um, it's a very traditional, especially up in Niigata in the small little city where she's from. And um, anyway, 
So uh, we did we did almost everything. I thought uh, the viewing and um, the well, pretty much everything. And then uh, we had this dinner. No, it was a lunch. We had this beautiful lunch, and the whole family was there. And then after the lunch, uh, my my wife and my in laws said, "Okay, we're going to go take care of uh, Grandma." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, great!" And I didn't ask any questions. I didn't want to. I was just there for support. And anyway, so we went into this building, this big black building that had this huge, massive chimney. It looked it looked surreal. And we went in there and everything was marble. The floor was marble. The walls were marble. Everything was black. And it was just really, it was something like out of a David Lynch movie. And we walked down like, uh, we walked in this like uh, open hallway and we walked on this corridor and then another corridor and another corridor. And it was kind of like a maze. And then they opened these big doors and uh, there was, there was, uh, which I'm going to call it a uh, crematorium, right? And um, anyway, the crematorium, which I, I didn't know that they did this. Well, I knew they they cremated the bodies, but I had no idea what came next. And basically what they did was they they opened up the thing and there was uh, my wife's grandmother's skeleton, right? And they pulled it out and it was there. And uh, Japanese tradition is you basically have this, this urn, this vase, which is a very special urn. And you have to use chopsticks and you pick the bones up and you pass them to each other and then you put them in the the vase and then the vase is something that it gets buried right and i didn't know that so i walk into this room and i see like the skeleton and basically jeremy i almost dropped a deuce just like you man i i didn't expect that i had no idea i didn't even know where we're going i didn't know anything nobody told me anything and um basically i walk in this room and i saw that and and i knew the grandmother very well she was a beautiful beautiful person and just seeing that yeah i mean if i was warned but uh, nobody warned me just because, you know, everybody's kind of like um, in the heat of the moment, I guess. So, uh, yeah, so that was really, really freaky. And I had to participate. And, um, yeah, I think I'm uh, mentally scarred. Jeremy. Yeah, I found out from doing a similar thing that you you just described. <clears throat> that's the that's the basis why, of why at a dinner table you don't pass food chopstick to chopstick. Yeah, it's, it's taboo. Because yeah, yeah, it's considered uh, what is offerings for the dead. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. the way you pass the bones around, you know, so they don't want you to do that in, in polite society. Yes, yes, yes. So never, never, sh- never go chopstick to chopstick. It's just as bad as crossing the streams in Ghostbusters. Right. That bad. Yeah, it's really maybe, bad. Maybe yeah. possibly, wor- arguably worse, maybe. Oh, I don't know. Well, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, don't do that at a dinner table. And uh, yeah, that was my freakiest moment where I was just like, what the heck is going on? But uh, yeah, so that's my story. Well, man, I actually, like, I remember you telling me that story, like, I think right, like, maybe a day or two after you got back and did a podcast, you're like, yo, I got something to talk about. And you told me, like, the, <laughs> yeah. the longer version of it. And I was oh, like, yeah. I, I remember hearing that going, that, that, that's that, that's pretty fucked, man. I've seen a lot of shit in Japan, but I ain't seen anything like that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I want to keep the story under three minutes, so shit man happy halloween faders yeah episode number six 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 the number of the beast yeah a little iron maiden for you there we go oh i'm spilling my drink you know what that means it's time to take a break and faders when we come back from this break we have the news tom how many stories do we have we got like 50 right uh we got total of 19 Oh, we can't do night We're going to be here all night. But uh, yeah, let's right. do all the best stories. But oh, this, shit. This, this, well, they're all good, man. So, like, man, just grab whatever you want, I would say. Six, it's a all, motherfuckers. The number I, of the beast. Oh, I, got, man. I, got, I, got my, I got my three favorite picked out. 
You got your favorite pick down? Okay, there. All right, Tommy's got his favorite. All right, Faders, let's take a little break. Yes, he's special. He's very special, and he's wearing a very nice Halloween costume tonight. All right, Faders, in uh, five minutes or so, we'll see you again and enjoy our sponsors and make sure to support our sponsors. Our sponsors love us, and they love you, and so we love them. All right, on that note, peace. Hey there, Faders. It's your boy, Johnny, and I've got some great news for you. On December 3rd and 4th of 2022, yours truly and 22 other Tokyo-based artists will be exhibiting our latest and greatest artwork, and you're invited. That's right. If you're in Japan on December 3rd and 4th, you better come on down to Gallery Conceal. That's right, Gallery Conceal, which is located in the heart of Shibuya, Tokyo. Oh, oh, oh. And uh, at our show, we're flying in the very special guest artist, the famous Danny Love from New York. And he'll be in Japan for the first time to exhibit his all new contemporary graffiti paintings. Whew, <laughs> that's gonna be a treat. So faders, we'll be there from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. on both days. And uh, all our work, all our stuff, Everything there is for sale. That's right, all our artwork is available for sale. So what you see is what you can get. So bring your wallets. Oh yeah, faders. Oh, one more thing. Uh, To sweeten the deal just a little bit for you, we got a little cherry on top for you. The first 20 people who enter the gallery on December 3rd at 11 a.m. get free art and other merch. So be sure to come there early. I'm personally gonna be giving away skateboards that I painted a while back and some other t-shirts and stuff. So make sure you show up by 11 o'clock. In fact, I'd probably show up a little earlier than that. So see you there on December 3rd and 4th at Gallery Conceal in Shibuya. That's Gallery Conceal, G-A-L-L-E-R-Y-C-O-N-C-E-A-L in Shibuya. And without further ado, enjoy the show. Eight Stars American Bar, located between Daimyo and Yakuin. Come get your party on! Hey, yo, what's up, Faders? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. And I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what... If I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks, but if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Prapa. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right, over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need, and of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France 
to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit in Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit in Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors. Located comfortably in Asagaya. About five minute walk from the station. Mitsuya Liquors. Are you at Harajuku with some out of town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah! Do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah! And the flavor's gonna make you complete. At Harry Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there! Yo, what's up, faders? It's your boy Johnny. I have an opportunity for you. Well, in fact, I have 50 opportunities for you. A few years ago, I painted all 50 American states. And in each and every state, I painted in all major city names, the state's cultural icons, pop culture that pertains to that specific state, and a whole lot more fun, interesting, and educationally groovy stuff. The project took me over eight months to complete, and now they're yours forever. I have digital prints available for download on the Spilt Inks Etsy shop. These prints started off at about five bucks a pop, but not anymore. These high-resolution prints are a dollar each. They're yours for a dollar each. So brighten up your walls and expand your mind with your favorite state. These prints are a dollar each, and they're worth so much more. These are these, these paintings are absolutely incredible. You're gonna love them. And if you don't like the state project, that's cool. That's cool. Johnny still has love for you. But check out the Spilled Inks Etsy shop to find all sorts of other wild art that will save your soul and blow your mind. So go down to the show notes for a direct link to the Spilled Inks Etsy shop. Go there, shop away, support the show because we love you. And we love art too. So faders, without further ado, enjoy the show. If you're going to get your fade on, you got to get your fade on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade. And I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing Ghost Town Palmade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost Town Palmade. Badass palmade. And let me tell you one thing. It comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not Ghost Town Palmade. This stuff is a man's palmade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your feet on in style. Papa. In Tokyo and craving soul food? We've got just the place for you. Soul Food House in Azabujuban. Check out what we do at soulfoodhouse.com. Come by and taste the love. We look forward to feeding you. What's up, witches? We are back. Oh, yeah. Episode number 666. The number of the beast. God, I love that Iron Maiden song. God, I love Iron Maiden. I've been listening to Iron Maiden. Yo, it's such a great track. I've been listening to Iron Maiden since I was like 12 years old. Can you believe that? that, that I was I was like the the what is it like their album cover art was always, always pretty kick ass. Oh, oh they're 80. all good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I always thought that was that was really cool. 
Yeah. Oh, God. Killers, uh, Life After Death, uh, Somewhere in Time, Power Slave. Oh, my God. They're all good. Even the singles. The singles are great. Did you know the artist, the artist that created all the Iron Maiden like albums, like he really doesn't like the band? <laughs> really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of an interesting fact for y'all. Uh, Jeremy, what are you what are you drinking? I, I see a, kind of a cool can over there. What is that? Oh, yeah. I put these up on the on the uh, Facebook page. I'll tilt it forward without trying to spill it on my mm-hmm. keyboard here. But the whole fucking top of the can comes off of these. This oh my is God. A Asahi original, original taste, I guess, the original formula. And uh, you just pop off the whole entire top and it serves like, like you're drinking out of a cup almost. See that? Yep, yep, yep. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. You know, I mean, in, in uh, Tokyo, we've got the small ones, but I've never seen a large one like that. That is awesome. Yeah, these are tall boys. Yeah, these are tall what boys. The fuck? Well, how come we don't have those in Tokyo? How come we don't oh, have those in Tokyo? Yeah. The small, I, I agree. We need the tall ones because, like, the small ones just go down so quick. Because you, you pop the top of it, it's it nice and foamy, like you know, like a proper pint, and it's yep. kind of like clunk, gone. Yep, that's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they're good. I mean, it's it, it's a smooth ride going down, but like you know, what I'm saying, it's like it's just not enough another. of a good thing, you know. I know. Speaking of a good thing, we've got the news and we've got a lot of news for you faders. And uh, we're going to get started with some stuff. It's going to be dirty. It's going to be nasty. It's going to be hardcore because uh, this is episode number 666, the number of the beast. And uh, yeah, (laughs) on that note, happy Halloween. Okay, Uh, Jeremy, this is a question for you. Yeah. What is the definition of instant karma? Oh, the definitions of instant karma. Um, it's a song. Well, it is a song. It's a. It's a. See, because you know me, I, when it comes to karma, I don't believe in magical things. So that's why I'm think, asking you. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's a fucking coincidence, is what it is, in my opinion. Okay, yeah. a, a magical coincidence. A magical not a magic. I, I drew. I draw the line at magical. Yeah, it's not <laughs> it, a magical thing. It's just a coincidence. It, it's when you're being an asshole and the universe decides to say, well, fuck, you know what? Fuck you too. Okay. That's my, right. that's my definition. I like that. I like that, Tom. Okay. On that note, here we go. <clears throat> Suspected groper injured after jumping onto train tracks in Tokyo. This story took place in beautiful Tokyo. A man accused of groping a woman on a train was injured after he tried to flee by jumping onto train tracks in Tokyo on Friday night. According to police, the incident occurred at around 666, the number of the beast. No, I'm sorry. It took place at... p.m. at Shinjuku Station, Fuji TV reported. After a woman commuter accused the man of groping her, he jumped from the platform onto the tracks, resulting in a suspension of all trains on the Yamanote, Chuo Mainline, Sobu Line, and Saikaido. Oh, my God. That's a lot of lines to be on suspense. This guy's going to have to pay so much money. Um, Police said the man was seriously injured after jumping out of the tracks because he's a dumbass. He was detained and then taken to the hospital because he's a dumbass. Police said he will be questioned after he recovers because he's a dumbass. Um, yeah, um, guys, like, how much money does this guy probably have to pay? Not because he groped a woman, but because he held up one, two, three, four, five, five major Tokyo lines at 11.15 p.m., right before fucking last train. 
Right, right, right. Um, yeah, you, the family or the person gets charged. In addition with the crime, they have to pay the lost revenue for those trains, those train lines. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that guy just fucked his life. Yeah, and it's also really hardcore because it's per minute, per train line that he fucked up. Yeah, yeah actually, yeah, actually, really fun. even times too. Because remember, like you know, trains are going the opposite directions, right? Oh, oh so, yeah, 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 yeah. So every single fucking train that he got delayed per minute, he had to fucking shit. He's got to shill out money, and like, well, I mean, at that at that point, you're already fucked because like you're you're basically you're gonna lose your job. <laughs> He's so fucked. Yeah, don't be a creep. <laughs> don't be. Yeah, a I mean, creep. yeah, obviously, don't be fucking groping like women on trains that's not fucking cool but like they got i agree the guy's a fucking <laughs> moron because like he should have taken his lumps and taken it like a man i mean you don't you don't grope women on women on train but then he makes it fucking epically worse going oh i'm just gonna fucking dive off and get away because you know there's not cameras in every fucking direction in tokyo right in major train stations oh yeah yeah that's right oh my god dude this guy is so fucked Dude, little little break here. I want to tell a story. Uh, one of my first jobs in Japan, and one of the times I just I was like sitting there with my mouth just jaw on the floor. Um, this guy was telling me about the time he delivered. He uh, he went to New York for as a tourist. He took his wife, and he said this was like during the uh, early '90s. So it's still kind of a bit rough in New York, right? So they were going to get mugged, and him and his wife were going to get mugged. So the Japanese dude pushed his wife towards the mugger and then ran off to save himself. Oh. What? Oh. dude it's a true story it really happened and i'm like oh she didn't divorce dude. you and like you never saw pussy again well, I, that, what that, happened that, that, that's yeah. just gonna say man she didn't like immediately serve him with divorce papers because yeah, what that's is that, true. The, the whole thing like uh they call it narita divorce but like apparently narita city which is like the the the, the home uh to like the major international airlines right like yeah. so many couples go abroad and like on vacation or traveling whatever they want to like basically get into it and like on fucking vacation and they're just like fuck it as soon as they're back in japan they go fucking straight to the fucking city offices to get a divorce they call it the narita divorce narita wow. divorce holy shit i never you've heard, never that. heard you never heard about that no but it makes sense it makes a lot of fucking sense a that's lot. the name Actually, of this episode man yeah holy <laughs> shit <divorce>. yeah. <laughs> he pushed his wife towards the fucking guy with the gun that is just fucking terrible uh, we're laughing about it but we probably shouldn't be because that is just fucking horrendous man oh. turn in your man card yeah <laughs> I, I i i concur man yeah uh jeremy your story man <laughs> All right. Speaking of something similar to that, this is a we got a genius here, boys. We got a genius up in Shibuya. Uh, it says a man arrested for assaulting police officer while attempting to steal his gun at the Shibuya Koban, which Ooh. means police box. If you didn't know what that means, okay. Tokyo police in Tokyo have arrested a 26 year old man on suspicion of assault and attempted robbery after he tried to steal a police officer's gun in a Koban. Uh, in parentheses, the word police box. At Shibuya Station, probably one of the busiest stations in the fucking world. Actually, like the Hachiko, like uh, it's one of the busiest stations in the world, but also that the Hachiko crossing, the scramble, like that yeah. is literally the busiest, busiest street crossing. Like on a busy day, that, that that place can see more than three million people crossing the street. It's fucking nuts. Mm. A lot of people. I've been there, man. I used to work over there. Anyways, according to police, the incident occurred around 2.50 a.m. on Sunday at the Koban in front of uh, Shibuya Station. Uh, Kyoto News reported the police officer was alone at 
at the Coban at the time. The suspect grabbed the officer's neck and threatened him with a pair of scissors. Uh, he then tried to steal the gun from the officer's holster. The Whoa. officer, who was in his 20s, suffered minor injuries to his forehead while fighting off the suspect. Uh, police quoted the suspect of unknown address saying, I intended to kill myself with the gun. Well, uh, the police said the man came from Hugo Prefecture uh, to the Canto region about two weeks ago. Wow. Yeah, loser. Death by loser. cop. I never heard about that in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. It was a suicide by cop, they say, but yeah. Wow. What an yeah, asshole. So, yeah, my, 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 oh, yeah, like, my question is, who's the bigger dumbass, this guy or the fucking groper we just covered? Because, like, I don't know. Dumb. <laughs> I know, like, stupid, I, 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 I like my mind. My, my my mind's trying to figure it out which one's a bigger dumbass. And like, I don't know. It's a fucking draw. Nobody, nobody fucking wins, right? Well, right. all right, all right. No, no, no. I think they're both dumbasses. But a guy that goes into a police station fights a cop with a pair of scissors, which because he wants to die because he wants to die from being shot by a police officer. He's got scissors in his hand. If he wanted to do himself in, well, there you go. Yeah, I mean, it's not like there's, there's plenty of tall buildings you get to throw himself off of, like, or you can do go with the old uh, Japan classic of throwing yourself in front of a train. Don't do that because it just inconveniences tens of thousands of people. Please don't. Yeah. Actually, not, don't not, do not, any of this stuff. Don't do any of this stuff. Don't do any of this stuff. Well, this is, again, like, part of it, like, let's, let's just call it a public service announcement. Like, we read the news and it's to spread awareness. Like, it's saying, this shit dumb. Don't do it. And then we laugh, laugh about it and crack yeah. jokes. Yeah, so, I agree. Good point. Good point. Shit, right? Time your story. All righty. Uh, this one, there are many, many interesting articles, but I think this one's kind of funny. Oh, uh, real quick, uh, shout out to our friends at uh, Sora News 24. Yo. They are like fucking kicking ass, man. They absolutely fucking crushed it because like most of the articles I found were, were from them. They've been written within last week and they're they're all fucking killer, but I, I like this one, so we're going to go with this one. Here we go. Tokyo Real Estate Agency sends beautiful women with you on apartment visits for quote-unquote date-like mood. Well, that's how I got my place. Oh, yeah? Was she a stripper? I married her. Uh, oh! Oh! <laughs> just joking just joking uh anyway here we go girls chintai wants to help customers make the right chintai choice there's a company called girls chintai when chintai means rental in japanese so you might think that girls chintai is an escort service but chintai is actually referring to apartments and girls chintai is a real estate agency so why girls because uh, men are dumbasses and think, think with their penises. No, that doesn't actually say that. Girls Chintai staff is made up of fashionably young ladies who accompany clients on their visits to apartments. They're thinking about renting while creating a quote-unquote date-like atmosphere. <laughs> the company's website has this to say, uh, have you ever had these kinds of problems? I wish the person showing me the apartments was a, was a beautiful woman. On my day off, I want to look at an apartment, but I also want to go on a date. I don't know what sort of apartment women want to uh, want a guy to have. I'm gonna stop. I gotta stop. I gotta stop. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I gotta drop this, man. So these guys are really interested in like living in horror houses. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, you know, I'm just I'm just not satisfied with like the typical apartment. You know, you've got windows, you've got floors, you got walls and curtains or whatnot. But I need a horror house to live in. I mean, they're just so snazzy. 
I tell you what, it could be the Bunny Ranch in, in Las Vegas. Who wouldn't want to live there for a little while? Oh, no shit, right? At least for a right. weekend. I imagine I imagine you'd, you'd go broke real quick, man. Too much fucking temptation, right? <laughs> well, well, can't take it with you. Yeah, um, yeah. Some actually, groupies. like, I mean, I, I could keep going, but like, I, th- I think we've already right. had our. You guys have had your commentary. I think you get the idea. I'm looking at the advertisement, and like, I don't know, man. Like, so you see a picture here. Like, the girls, like in the ad, like I don't even think they're that hot, to be honest. I'm like, I'm kind of not impressed. I'm. There's, there's better tail walking walking up and down Shibuya like Tom 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 Tom. You're obviously not faded. Um, listen, put the monster drink down and start drinking because me and Jeremy were like, "Yo, dude, no kidding, right? <laughs> what the fuck? Whoa, dude, what's her phone I mean, number? Shit, whoa, yo, actually, I ain't the, no Tom. You, I mean, you guys got the article. This one's pretty good. Like, uh, basically, this chick shows off the small apartment. She's like dressed up in like a slutty nurse outfit. Although she's going up and down a spiral staircase, and like I, I must say, like I don't like how it's edited because, like, if you're gonna show up, you had me at staircase. At least got an upskirt panty shot. We don't even get that. All right, mm. ding, 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 ding. Tom's got a drink, dude. Fucking put that fucking monster bullshit down. That's just gonna fucking make you go bald and give you cancer. Mm. Oh, he's drinking right. his tequila tea now. He's drinking tequila tea now. Oh, you Yay, Tom. Good job. Good job, Good job buddy. Fuck it. All right, fuck it up, fuck it, fuck it up. Fuck it, fuck, fuck, fuck. I'll just do a shot. Yeah, all right, let's do that. Happy Halloween shot. There you go. That was half a bottle. I got my heart racing. Oosh. Yeah. Oh, that was a good effort, buddy. That was good. Very good. Um. Okay, so I guess I got the next story. <clears throat> Man, you know what? I hate school. I mean, I think school's good. I love, I mean, I think school's good. You should go to school. But when I was in school, I really hated it. I had no fun in school. School is not cool for me. But um, I would really, really, really hate going to cram school, especially if I was a kid and went to school all day. Then after school, I got to go to cram school. That would definitely suck. And you know what would really suck? If I went to cram school and then my teacher tried to make me into a prostitute. And that's where Damn. this story takes place. Well, yeah, this was that, story that, takes- that is hardcore. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what the story is all about. Okay. And uh, this story is in Osaka. Aish Dudu. Here we go. Cram school teacher arrested for solicitating prostitution from high school girl. Uh, police in Osaka have arrested a 48-year-old cram school teacher on suspicion of violating the children prostitution and pornography law after he allegedly committed lewd acts with a female high school student. According to police, Takahiro Watanabe, the piece of shit, met the girl <laughs> on a social media site, probably Twitter, uh, Senkai Shinbu reported. Um, the girl was not a student at the cram school where Watanabe is employed, which is actually pretty interesting. Um, police said the girl told them that when they arranged to meet on April 22nd, Watanabe asked her to bring her high school uniform. She, Damn. I know. Of course, of course he did, right? <laughs> the guy's a creep. Creeper, creeper. Creeper, creeper. Creeper. Jeepers, creepers. She said he handed her cash in exchange for sex. Police said Watanabe has admitted to paying the girl uh, 23,000 yen. And 23,000 yen in American dollars is like 50 bucks at this point for sex, despite yeah. knowing she was underage. The incident came to light after the girl's mother checked her daughter's smartphone a few days later. Okay, fucking awesome parenting. That is awesome. Fucking yeah. 
moms, dads, check your kids' cell phones. If you got a daughter that's 16 years old and she's going to cram school, oh, you better check that cell phone. You better look at that. You better read all the text. Read them backwards. They get all those fucking codes that they use. But uh, yeah, definitely uh, check their cell phones because, I mean, there's a lot of motherfucking creeps on there. And Watanabe is fucking top on the list of creepers. Jeepers creepers. All right, uh, dudes, uh, commentary. Go for it. Fucking Wakanabe Takahabi, whatever his name was. Uh, yeah, super creeper. And also, you know what? Dude, we said it a million times. Tom said it a two million times. Stay away from kids, man. Mm-hmm. There's enough adult women out there looking for dudes. You don't need to mess with kids. Yep. Uh, I, I agree 100%. But, like, actually, like, I found it interesting, like, the mother checking the, the cell phone. That's how a lot of these dudes actually get busted, right? Yep. I remember like years ago, I think uh, I think one of the executives from ANA, one of the major airlines in Japan, like got busted for like banging a junior high school girl because her mother like went through her stuff and so found out she had way more cash than she should have when 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 pressed about it. Her junior high school daughter was like, "Oh, I was just banging this old geezer for you know a couple of fat air miles, miles. <laughs> yeah, air, air, or air miles. Who knows? I wanted to go to Guam." Yeah. yeah, free. <laughs> that, 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 that was his opening line. He asked her if she wanted to join the Mile High Club. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh yeah. We should probably quit with the jokes now that we're ahead. I guess. Uh, Jeremy, your story. Okay. Uh, I don't know if any of us have mentioned this yet, but celebrations have relatively been restrained in Hollywood. Um, sorry, celebrations have relatively been restrained as Halloween returns to Tokyo. Yeah, we haven't mentioned this. Yay. We haven't mentioned this at all. Yeah, hail Satan! Hail Satan! Six, uh, six, the streets six. were full. Six six six. The streets were full, and the clubs were packed Saturday night as Central Tokyo welcomed Halloween revelers back in yep. large numbers. But the celebrations remained muted in comparison to previous pan, uh, pre-pandemic years. With the memories of costume assailants of 2021 uh, going on a stabbing spree still fresh. Oh yeah. After midnight, <clears throat> the news broke of a deadly crash, uh, a deadly crush during the Halloween celebrations in Seoul, Korea, casting Paul, or whatever that means, over the rest of the Halloween weekend and raising key questions about safety. Uh, three years have passed in the, uh, since the area around Shibuya Ward iconic scramble crossing uh, last saw the influx of Halloween partygoers and, uh, and local authorities have responded significantly by beefing up their security presence. Uh, it's definitely busy, one security guard said who declined to give his name because he's a pussy. Um, people are shepherding outside of... Uh, uh, shepherding, he was shepherding crowds outside of Hachiko Square, which we mentioned before. Uh, it's my first year of doing this, and I expected to be a lot crazier, he added. One reason was the comparative uh, lack of typical Halloween hedonism, and and was that was banned uh, that has uh, banned drinking alcohol in the streets of the area, including the request from Shibuya Ward's authorities that convenience stores refrain from selling alcoholic beverages at certain peak times throughout the weekend. What do you guys think? Well, it's bullshit, man. Let the people party on this fucking streets, dude. This is a fucking, well, I, I, I can't, I can't, we, we can't call it an age old tradition, but come the fuck on, dude. People are get, getting like, you know, fucking costumed up and had, getting liquored up and it's like, good times is had by all. Also, man, like, oof, fucking costumes, man. Smoke shows. Ooh. 
Right. That's true. That's true. But um, you know what? I, I think that the city of uh, Tokyo is definitely playing this all wrong, man. They've got so many opportunities to take complete advantage of the situation here. It's Halloween. It's not going away. It's too much of a moneymaker for all the bars, clubs, snacks, whatever. Right. So what the city could do is it could like not have it like in Shibuya. Like if they focus all their attention on Shibuya, it's just going to be a mess every single fucking year. And, you know, of course, bad things are going to happen, which they probably will tonight. But, but, but hear me out, hear me out. I think what the, the city should do is they should maneuver the, the activities to a different part of the city. Now, what we have here in Shibuya is a very nice little area above Shibuya, like maybe like what, a 30, 15 minute, minute walk north. And it's called Yoyogi Park. If the city focuses all its attention on Yoyogi Park and they bring in like, I don't know, bands like fucking rock and roll bands, J-pop bands, K-pop bands. They got an auditorium there. They have all sorts of festivities there. You know, they can bring in like food trucks. I mean, they could have everybody there. Everybody's drinking. Everybody's in costume. Everybody's like celebrating. Everybody's spending money, which means the city is going to get a shit ton of money in taxes. Right now, Shibuya ain't getting shit in taxes. All these people are buying fucking booze, bringing booze in, doing whatnot or the other thing, and fucking just like making a mess, right? Mm. Causing trouble, causing crime, whatever. But if they moved everybody to fucking like Yoyogi, fucking the city could capitalize that on that, and they could also have a good fucking time, you know? And I'm just saying that might be something that an old man would fucking recommend. Jeremy. I agree with you, man, 100%. That's a great idea. Why not make it a music festival? Halloween yeah. music festival uh, or art festival, uh, you know, where everybody's concentrated in an area where they're not going to cause any destruction. It's an open, wide park. Uh, they do it for, uh, in, in the summertime, they have all these festivals. They have the Chinese festival, the Thailand festival, the Jamaican festival, yep. Brazilian festival. Do it like that. Bring in some bands, like Johnny said. Bring in some art displays. Then everyone's going there and spending their money, and no one's getting hurt, uh, Stores aren't getting the windows kicked in, you know, and uh, everyone's having a good time and, and you have a taxable, like Johnny mentioned, a taxable income that, you, that, uh, that will benefit everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But right now in Shibuya, when I was there like a couple of, not a couple of like maybe like eight hours ago, I mean, there were, there, I, I must have saw like maybe 120 cops and it's not even, like, it wasn't even dark yet, right? And there wasn't even that many people in costume. There's quite a few people in costume, but it wasn't like crazy, right? And I was just like, dude, there's a lot of fucking police officers here. This does not look fun for anybody, dude. The cops aren't happy. The people that are go there, they're not going to be happy. It's just not a cool vibe, dude. When you have like fucking like so many. Hold on a second. Let me fucking get rid of this motherfucker. Who calls me on Halloween? Ha <laughs> ha. It's my mom. No. All right. And somebody else. But uh, anyway, fucking the thing is, it's like if you move everybody to like a, like a huge area where you could have like a music festival and stuff, dude, that's going to be fucking fun. I would love to go there and see some, I mean, especially if they got good bands. They got good bands to be fucking dope. I, I would also like to point out, like, there's no excuse for them to not do it because they do have like some events there, like Christmas with decorations and it's done at night. Yeah. And like the area is like, it's got, Plenty of toilets, facilities, like, you know, huge dumpsters to throw your garbage in. And it's it, it, it's, a, it's a safe, like, open, spacious area. Even if there's a shitload of people, they, 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 like, you know, it's just one of the few places in all of Tokyo that actually has space for this shit. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah, like, super um, spacious. The, the, 
I, I, I'm down with you guys for like the, the ideas and the bands. I think bands would be a cherry on top. They don't really, really have to do much. Just make sure like the area is well lit and just like, you know, just kind of like, please just kind of guide people and just be like, you know, go over to Yogi Park. Yeah, yeah, and, totally. Like, and you and you, you are correct in saying like Yogi Park's like the perfect place for it because like, remember, it's halfway between Shibuya and Harajuku. Yeah. Like those those are like the big epicenters for like the Halloween revelers and the costumes. That's that, that's the thing. So like there's like yeah, no, I'm I'm in hundred percent agreement with you guys. Like there's really no excuse for them to not do it. Tom, 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 can you do me a favor? Mm-hmm. Can you take can you take a shot? Uh, all right. One more. All right, cool. And then it's your story. Yeah. God damn it, dude. These just stay away from hard liquor, but I'll make an exception since it's Halloween. All right, cool. Alrighty. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> the Japanese convenience store with a secret DJ booth in the basement. Dun, dun, dun. Happy Halloween, motherfuckers. Real good convenience is the coolest convenience store in town. Yeah. Japan's top three convenience store chains, Lawson, Family Mart, and 7-Eleven might be famous around the world, but lying in their shadow, you'll find some conven- other convenience stores chains that are equally great. Yamazaki Y Shop is one of them. Run by Japan's Yamazaki Baking Company, the world's largest bread baking corporation. This chain is known for its lineup of sandwiches and bakery products. However, at a Y Shop in Hama- uh, Hamamacho, in Nihonbashi, Tokyo, you'll find much more than Yamazaki bread inside because the owner is mad about music and old records. This branch of Y Shop looks like any other from the outside, but step closer and you'll see a selection of records on display in the front window. As it turns out, these aren't purely for decorative purposes. There's the sign reads, we buy records. Please sell us your records, inquire within. Okay, basically, yeah, they got it like a DJ shop in there and like the owner sometimes live live DJs as well. It's pretty fucking dope for a convenience store. Sounds cool. Where is this located? Uh, Hamamacho, Nihonbashi. Mm. All right. <clears throat> I think this is awesome. I'm really glad that this guy is doing this. I love records. <laughs> I love music. I think this is dope as fuck. But the thing is, like in Tokyo, they call these, these they call these like little like secret <laughs> places hush hushes, right? Like I think they say hush hush you. So it's kind of like quiet, right? Like hush hush, be quiet. And the thing right is on. like in, in my neighborhood right here in Nakamegro, like, dude, fucking like right right down the street, there's like three of these places. And what they are is basically just a door, right? So if you're walking down the street and you see a door and the door has like a red light or like a light or maybe there's like a like a little chain or something on the door handle or something, like you might just think that somebody's like apartment, but it's not. It's actually like if you go there and you open the door and you know of that place, it's actually like a secret bar and it's like really, really, really cool. And that's like how I know about the Satanist bar. Like me and my wife are walking down the street and we saw this fucking door, this blue door, and it just had a like a little sign that just had like a little symbol on it. And I said, let's open the door and see what happens. We opened the door and we walked up these stairs for two flights and it wound up being the Satanist bar. Tom, I took you to the Satanist bar. You you kind of got uh, us in trouble there. Yeah, like I remember like uh, <laughs> we, we went there with uh, Taylor a couple times. Like, yeah, I've been there. It's, no, 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 nice no. We, we never went there with Taylor. We went there with Mr. Y. And then you and I went there once and we met the guy that was a cook. And you started like arguing with him about like World War II shit or something. And then we left. <laughs> I don't hey, recall Jeremy. That. Yeah, I hope you don't. <laughs> but anyway, good times. 
Uh, I had something to say, but I completely lost my train of thought. What did you What did you start arguing about World War II with with them for, man? No, because I wanted to talk to Johnny, but Johnny was like talking to everybody. I wanted I, there was something specific I would want to talk about, so I just decided to fuck with the guy. Not true, okay. but okay. I, I, anyway, I, I, I don't know. Then again, I was I, I was pretty wasted. Yeah. Well, the thing is, the Satanist Bar specializes in uh, what's it called? The absinthe, right? So, dude, you're doing absinthe shots and then you're doing absinthe cocktails. And me, I was just stick with beer, man. I wasn't fucking around with that shit. I, I've, I've, I've fucked around with absinthe before and I do enjoy it from time to time, but it's not like my go-to drink or a drink that I end the night with. And um, yeah, you got to be careful with that shit. You don't hallucinate, but you get fucked up after that black licorice shit, dude. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, it's like I don't know, like you don't hallucinate from it, but like it's a it's definitely a different kind of drunk. I remember like Yeah, that's true. There was one time like when I think I think when I first came to Tokyo, it was me and a, a British friend of mine who were we were pretty close at the time, and there were two other girls we kinda knew from Kyushu that we like did we weren't really tight with them, but like they're like he just called emails me out of the blue and he goes, Yeah, remember these two girls? Like they're in Tokyo now. You wanna hang out? And we're kind of like thinking the same thing. We're thinking, all right, maybe these girls like want to hook up. So let's go out and have a couple drinks and see what happens. <laughs> but one uh, one, I'm going to a bar and like doing absinthe shots. And like, yeah, it was just it, it was a no go for everybody involved. We, we were all way, way too wasted. I think they they want to take it like a taxi home. And we, we, we kept on drinking. But like, I think that was a the fucking night I went to like this one bar and like drank North Korean beer, then fell down a flight of stairs. That's all types of fucking bad, Tom. Jesus. And at, 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 at oh. one point, at one point, I thought I had a conversation with God. I was that messed up. <laughs> yeah, that's bad, dude. Yeah. You said you said you fell down flights of stairs, plural. Like that means you you went down uh, a no, set a of flight, stairs, turned a, the a corner, and went down more stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I fell down the Statue of Liberty, for God's sakes. <laughs> Oh my god, dude. That's crazy, dude, Tom. Yeah, I, I don't think all right, Tom. All right. I think that was that was my first experience with absence. So yeah. Uh needless to say, I only drink it once every couple years, maybe, and that was maybe the one of the times I was like, Oh, what could fucking possibly go wrong with me having absence? Nothing, that nothing. You should drink more. No, no, no. All right, and, you know, we all have that one drink that we should not drink. And Tom, I'm assuming yours is absinthe. I mean, that's the drink you should not drink. Me? Although I love it, I think it's tequila. I, I don't think I should drink tequila. <laughs> I think I should stay away from that fucking shit. <laughs> Jeremy? Rum. I can't not I cannot drink rum-based drinks, dude. The the sugar and and the, and the alcohol it, it changes my personality and I become evil Jeremy I, I I fucking grow a long Star Trek goatee and I become a time traveler bro it's not my same personality I'm normally pretty chill when I drink rum I, I wait, become wait. the devil wait wait question, he, question. he becomes Jeremy the pirate yeah question Fuck. question time traveler with a big beard are you like you go back in time you're like I am Moses kind of like that. I think I have powers, and I think I'm a really good dancer, and I think I can do backflips and shit, man. Yeah, oh, that's the worst. You got to be careful of it's that. The worst. Isn't, isn't yeah. it, I, I don't know, man. Like, if you feed anybody enough rum, you're gonna, you, you like that person is gonna start thinking they have magical kung fu powers or some bullshit. You think, it's or just sugar? magical powers in general? Yeah, just in it might general. be the sugar that does it. I mean, those drinks yeah. are really fucking sweet. 
All right. <clears throat> Whose story is it? Is it my story? Uh, yeah, I believe it's your go. Uh, round sure, three. Uh, fuck. All right, let's see what I got. Okay, all right. I got one. <clears throat> Man arrested for trying to kill convenience store owner over a cup of coffee. Oh, happy Halloween! Yeah, this this one's. I, I remember reading this one. This is fucking hardcore. How delicious is that coffee? <laughs> yummy! It's yummy. <laughs> All kinds of yummy. Uh, is it good I, enough I, to kill for? Apparently I, so. I, I told you guys it was, it was convenience store owner. Can you convenience store? It's Seven Eleven coffee. All right, uh, not that good. Not that good at all. Here we go. A six-year-old man from Ota City in Guma Prefecture has been arrested by police for trying to kill a convenience store owner. According to police uh, report on Tuesday morning, the man paid for a black coffee at the store when he went over to the coffee machine to pour the coffee for himself, as is the way when making a type of purchase at a convenience store. The owner found that the customer had actually poured a latte instead of a black coffee, effectively pouring himself more of an expensive cup of coffee than what he had paid for. Okay, actually, that's like 40 yen, like maybe 40 yen in American money is like 20 cents. Okay, so basically, this guy ripped off the the, the convenience store for 20 cents. When confronted by the owner... Yeah. When confronted by the owner, the customer said he needed to use the restroom, but instead tried to escape in his car, which was parked in the parking lot outside the <laughs> store. The owner followed the man into the parking lot where he clung onto the windshield wipers of the vehicle in an attempt to stop the man from leaving. Actually, that never works. If you jump on a car and you grab the windshield wipers, the car doesn't stop. It'll keep on going. It'll go like 100 miles or kilometers. Yeah, if you grab the windshield wipers, what's going to happen is if it rains, the guy can't like you know wipe off the the rain from the windshield. And maybe maybe it was raining that day. I don't know. Anyway, the man, however, drove off with the owner still clinging to the windshield wipers, dragging him down the road for several hundred meters until the owner fell away from the car. The owner hit his head and during the fall was taken to a hospital with serious injuries to his head because he hit his head. Okay. Um, while the customer fled the scene in the vehicle, he was later arrested uh, based on security camera footage. Okay, well, there you go. That's the story because, well, you know, if you go to a convenience store, they have your face, they have your ID, they have everything. And if you have a car, <laughs> guess what? They got your driver's uh, license plate. So, yeah, you're fucked. It's your license plate, yeah. Yep. So, hey, I what, say, I, what like, I want to say is, like, uh, the proper technique here would have been for the uh, for the um, convenience store owner to put his wrists together like this, bring his hands to his solar plexus, Push his hands forward and you and you hadoken. That would have stopped it. <laughs> oh, that works. Yeah, and Jeremy's yeah, yeah. An expert martial arts opinion. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, my 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 fucking take is like, how fucking hardcore is that owner, man? This guy like fucking chased the guy out of the store, then fucking jumped on the hood of his car as the guy sped off over like fucking what, like twenty cents, like a couple small coins. 
Okay, I'm going to say not hardcore. I'm going to say dumb as fuck because the owner of the convenience, he's not even owner. He's a fucking manager of fucking 7-Eleven. They got cameras everywhere. They got the guy's face. They got his car. And if the guy really wants to bust the guy over fucking 20 cents or fucking 40 yen because he pushed a latte button instead of a black coffee button. And, and fucking, I'll be honest, I fucked up when I did that too because when you're tired and you need a cup of coffee, you push the wrong fucking button sometimes, right? But this fucking dumbass fucking freaked out and he ran out and got in his car and drove away and this maniac of a fucking manager grabbed the windshield wipers do you think they're moving as he was, he was holding them <laughs> <laughs> they're going back so so this guy's a fucking dumbass dude they're all dumbasses dude this is a fucking story of fools man and the thing is it's just like oh my god dude i, I can't believe he should have just basically just called the cops <laughs> I know, I know, I I agree, man. Like, if, if I was working at this convenience store, or there's a manager, the fucking owner, or like just a regular employee, I I would just let him go and be like, "Yo, man, I don't, I don't get paid enough for this shit." I just would have fucking, you know, like called the popo, like not emergency, like be like, "Yo, this here's what happened. You want you want you mind coming down here when you get a chance and like checking out the footage?" Word. Right. Yeah, this reminds me of a story. Uh, I got a story from my life. Like uh, this will age me a bit, but like I worked at Blockbuster Video when I was like uh, you know young man. Yeah, wow. that's, <laughs> and, uh, that, that's well, going way back, man. Blockbuster way back, dude. In a minute, right? Yeah, and uh, one day somebody walks through the, the 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 standing alarm system and it goes off. It's like beep 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 because he's obviously housed a bunch of videos or whatever, and the manager goes grab him, and I'm like. It's just standing with my arms crossed. Like I'm like a foot and a half from the guy. I could have just reached reached over and grabbed him. I'm like a foot and a half from the guy. I'm like in my brain, my brain was going, I get paid like four fifty an hour. I am not about to get stabbed or shot. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What was this yeah. convenience store guy thinking, you know? Now, this guy's a fucking idiot, dude. Why would he fucking do that? I mean, I mean, his job is so fucking boring. He's going to risk his life holding onto windshield wipers going left and right and left and right and left and right and right and left or whatever, you know. That's fucking ridiculous, man. This guy's out of his fucking skull, dude. Anyway, um, you know what? The thing is, the thing is, this this guy that works at 7-Eleven, he probably didn't even get a raise. He's probably not getting a bonus, dude. He's like, they're like going to be like, uh, yeah, good job, Saito. I'm, uh... Yeah, you should have caught him next time. <laughs> yeah, and like now, now we're gonna put you on uh, administrative leave because you know you're in the fucking hospital, dumbass. Also, Saito, you did break the guy's windshield wiper, so you'll be required to uh, pay those for those. Those are that'll be like four days worth of your salary. Yeah, yeah sure like, that, right, yeah. right. Yeah, not only that, like I'm sure it's more worth more than forty yen, right? The wipers. Yeah. 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 But dude, the fucking thing is like, all right. When you're really tired and you need a cup of coffee and you go to fucking 7-Eleven to get a cup of coffee, it is easy to push the wrong button. And I've done that before, dude. I went in there. I went into fucking, I don't remember which one it was, maybe somewhere. But anyway, I went into one and I fucking like put in my coffee and I put it like, all right, they have like the, the small, medium, large. And I just push large, right? It's like put my coffee cup down. I push large. All of a sudden it filled up and like fucking overfilled. And I was like, oh, fuck, dude. I push large. You know what I did? I walked up to the counter, waited in line. Fucking, I told the, the the attendant, I was like, hey, listen, I fucking did a large. I'm really sorry about this. She goes, okay, don't do it again. Thank you for telling us. I was like, all right, great. So I don't have to pay or anything. I can pay. It's only fucking like 20 yen. What the fuck? I'll give you fucking 500. I'll give you a thousand yen. And you know what? She, she's like, no, it's okay. Just go. It's all right. And I was like, okay. 
Now, if this guy did the same thing, probably, you know, that would have happened, right? You probably would have been yeah. like, all right, just don't be stupid. You know, if I could just pay attention to what you're doing. But no, this guy's a dumbass. Well, I th- I, 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 to be honest, though, I think we kind of have to be grateful for all these dumbasses because with all, with all these dumbasses, we would never have any good stories, right? Actually, if I could end this show on like the last day of this episode of this podcast where I'm like, Faders, there is no more crime in Japan. It's a safe country. Everything is beautiful. I'm so happy that we finally reached this point. I'd be fucking happy. I'm like, dude, Utopia. Here we go. Fucking that. Now I don't have to do this goddamn podcast anymore. <laughs> I wouldn't have anything to do on Monday nights, man. Be bored. Oh man. Right. All right. So, Jeremy, your story, man. All right. McDonald's Japan's new Kalbi Koshi Hikari rice burger and its friends only come out after sundown. Okay. <laughs> these are special new McDonald's burgers, man. Eating these new rice burgers for breakfast, lunch, and dinner on the same day is sadly not an option. Fuck, so many rules in Japan. <sighs> right? All right. Uh, Jap- uh, McDonald's Japan has arrived late to the rice burger game, not offering sandwiches with discs of rice instead of buns until decades after some other local uh, rivals had. Uh, it's making up for its lost time, though, by regularly adding new burgers to its menu. It has just announced a new selection uh, that has our stomachs growling in anticipation. Uh, starting uh, starting things off with this 510 yen, $3.45, Gohan Kalbi, Gohan meaning uh, the Japanese word for rice, and an extra meaty combination of two kinds of beef. Um, the all-beef patty is topped with a beef Kalbi, yakiniku-style boneless short rib, treated with spicy marinade according uh, accompanied with sweet lemon sauce for the sandwich. Wow, that sounds great. Whoa. Uh, the rice, the rice too, as McDonald's is using. Uh, I'm sorry. The rice is special too, as McDonald's is using Koshi Hikari, grown Niigata Prefecture. Uh, Koshi Hikari, grown in Niigata Prefecture, uh, considered one of the most delicious types of Japanese rice for rice burgers. Wow! Look at that, boys. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I can go on reading, but it comes in several different styles. You got, you got the old Yakiniku burger. You got the chicken burger with cheese on it you got the teriyaki burger which is a staple of japan society and um they're they're starting to offer those now what do you guys think have you tried these yet i've tried them before uh i've tried i haven't tried like this one from fast food but i've definitely tried the ones at the convenience store uh, i i personally i prefer like my burgers with buns but like it's not a bad alternative to try once in a while just you know for a little variety to spice things up and obviously it's a very japan-centric thing sure sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll try anything <clears throat> once, especially for the show. So, I mean, the next time, it, I mean, I don't go to McDonald's that often. Like, I, I go to McDonald's when it's like a necessity. Like, I'm super mm-hmm. hungry and I see a McDonald's, or if I need a cup of coffee and I'm like, oh, there's a McDonald's. It's kind of like that. You know, I never plan on going to McDonald's. I'm like, oh, today I'm going to go to McDonald's. It's just like, I'm like, oh, I'm fucking hungry and fucking, I, I only have a couple of bucks. I'm going to go to McDonald's, right? That that's kind of like my McDonald's like thing, but the thing is, I mean, if I go there anytime soon for one reason or another, and I, I see that spur- see this burger, I'm definitely gonna like indulge. But I tell you what, Jeremy and uh, Tom, if you guys go to McDonald's, you see this burger and you fucking uh, buy it, definitely videotape yourself uh, eating this burger and uh, give a review. I think that'd be awesome for the faders to enjoy. We put that on Patreon. Oh, we put that on Patreon. Oh, fuck yeah, oh, let's oh, do that. Shit, yeah, dude. 
Yeah, fucking yeah. When I, when I fucking did that fucking burger challenge, that when Burger King had that crazy monster burger, I, I, I remember that. That was that fun. We both did it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we both did it. Yeah, mm. and then we we, we, should, we should start adding our our um. You, me and Tom love Pringles chips, and we always like talk to each other and chat about new Pringles flavors. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should we should start adding videos of us trying that and also spicy foods on our Patreon as well. Flavors, yeah. you got to join Patreon, you fucks. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, you guys should definitely do that. Hell, hell yeah, dude, that'd be awesome. Especially, um, especially if you're in any other in country of any other country besides Japan, because the hands are fucking piss poor. Please, just a couple bucks would make mean the world to us. At this point, plus yeah, you get to learn about snacks. Yeah, right. Awesome. All right, time your story. Okay, so I don't know. Speaking of dumb behavior. So this, I think this dovetails nicely with a couple other teachers. We've got a wacko teacher being a dumbass in a convenience store. That ties nicely with some of the previous articles we have covered. Here we go. Teacher in Japan politely asks the conven- to use the convenience store bathroom to jerk off. He <laughs> <probably> gets arrested. <laughs> right? <No>, what? <laughs> right? Uh, sure, when you got to go, you got to go. That doesn't mean you got to come. <laughs> I fucking... Again, once again, shout out to fucking Sora News 24, man. He's a, they, got, they got some good articles. These are very well written. Um, in Japan, there's a bit of, there's a bit of uh, managed debate uh, about using convenience store restrooms. Some people think it's proper to ask permission from the staff first, and many stores have signs asking customers to do so. On the other hand, bathrooms don't require a uh, key to access. Permission is pretty much always granted. And some customers feel embarrassed about announcing to a stranger that they need to use the restroom. 28-year-old Atsushi Iwao appears to be the you-should-ask-first camp, which ordinarily would be uh, courteousness on his part. However, the specific question he posed to a female convenience store clerk in Fukuoka City, ooh, Jeremy's neck of the woods, was far from an example of an elegant etiquette as he asked, I want to masturbate, so it would be all right if I used the restroom. (laughs) (laughs) In a further example of Iwao's odd mix of thoughtfulness and classlessness, he asked the question while purchasing a pack of condoms, <laughs> uh, suggesting that he was planning to keep the mess to a minimum. But it'd be likely giving him too much credit That's to assume polite. he was also planning to use the to take the used uh, prophylactic with him when he was done. The request was, of course, denied, as was an identical one Iwao made on a separate date with the same, within the same month. The guy can't fucking keep it in his pants, man. Both incidents p- took place on October 2021, but this week, police officers were able to identify Iwao and place him under arrest for obscene conduct, likely long after he'd, be, he'd assumed he'd gotten away with it for good. Iwao, a middle school social studies teacher, not no more, was also suspected of a scene contact in an, of an unannounced nature in Fukuoka drugstore in December of 2021, and has admitted to all three incidents, saying, "quote unquote, there was no mistake in regards to the accusations." I love how these dipshits just confessed everything. Odds are his arrest won't do won't do anything to sway the convenience store owners elsewhere in Japan who are being tasked to let their store restrooms be used as public toilets for non-customers as well. What do you what do you host think? This is some kind of a Louis C.K. complex, right? Before right. you do something heinous, you ask for for, 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 for <laughs> if I can speak for permission, right? 
So, so basically, he's like, "Excuse me, um, I'm buying these condoms and this bottle of Jack Daniels and a little bit of orange juice and some chocolates and mints." And I was hoping if you would allow me to masturbate in your uh, public bathroom, but I promise I'm gonna lock the doors so nobody disturbs me. You know, right, right, because like you, you know, because he's got to take the condoms for a test drive, right? Well, you know, maybe he does. Maybe he does. But the thing is, it's just like if I own, if I worked at a fucking like convenience store and somebody said that, I'd be like, dude, everybody does that here. They just don't ask. Everybody that goes in there, dude, fucking, if you, or, or listen, if you work at a convenience store in Shinjuku, Shibuya, Ikebukuro, Ueno, just just name a fucking station. People have jerked off in your fucking convenience store, dude. It happens all the time. 99.99999% people don't ask, but this guy did because, what, is he polite or just like a moron? Maybe he's a polite moron. Who knows? Jeremy. I was going to say, huh. <clears throat> as long as you don't leave shrapnel around, you know, no, no, one wants to, no one wants to go into a room full of fucking cum drops everywhere. But as long as you just clean up after yourself, I got no problem with it, man. I don't give a shit what you're doing in your toilet. I, I I think it's more of a sexual harassment thing. Just keep in mind he was asking female employees. I, 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 oh. think, yeah, I think he was off that way. That, that's that's my personal take. Uh, oh right, shit, right. shit! He was asking female employees. Yeah, okay, specifically. Okay. Yeah, it was specifically women. So I think I think it's more of like a sexual harassment. All right, that changes thing. everything. That changes like, everything. He, no, he, you, that, know what, you know what I'm saying? Like some dudes get off on like sending like random chicks dick pics, which fucking gross. Why? I, I, don't, I don't I don't know, but like apparently that like some dudes get off on that shit. I mean to put things in context, like a lot of like convenience store workers are young girls, not not like they're like high school girls. It's, so it's, it's kind of a it's a, a major creep factor when he starts oh, when, uh, when oh, Tom puts oh, it like the guy is acting. Oh yeah, dude. Cool yeah. show, cool show. I agree. Yeah, no, I mean no. That, if he's asking, like, if you ask a dude, that's one thing. But if he's asking chicks or whatever or girls, uh, that is that is really bad. That's I mean that yeah. There we go, Louis C.K. I was making a joke, but obviously there's it was true. Yeah, well, well, apparently though, but like yeah, I guess there's not a plant for him to jerk off on. So maybe not. Maybe he's not the Louis C.K. you think he is. Why would he jerk off on a plant, dude? He's gonna be did, in the did, didn't he like I think I think in one of the very pretty plant. Yeah, one, 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 one of the you know, like a plant where he plants a person in there or something like that. No, like I, I think one one of the women complained that he like uh, the what is it like one of the female comedians that he sexually basically sexually harassed complained that he jerked off into a plant. Just like I got opinions about that. But you know, he you know Louis C.K. said, "Look, you guys are all on my dressing room now, and I'm gonna jerk off. So you can stay or you can go." He didn't say you have to stay, and he didn't block the door. And and if they decided to stay after he admit after he said that, it's not really his fault, right? He said I'm gonna do it. If you said I'm gonna take a giant shit on the coffee table, and you took a giant shit on the coffee table, and then people started complaining, oh, you know, Tom took a giant shit on the coffee table. Well, Tom did warn you before he did it, you know. Yeah, but there's there's also the power dynamic because it was always like female comedians, and they they, they kind of felt pressured into pleasing him because like you know. Is it, it was like a fucking. I, I don't understand that world. Like open understand. for him, but like, ah, well, I mean, I, mean I, I he was being a creeper. All right, all right, all right, all right. guys, I got a story that's going to kind of relate to what we're just talking about right now. Okay, so sit oh, back, and relax, and enjoy this story. Okay, this story takes place in Asahikawa Kayawakawakashi. Okay, here Woo! we go. I know, say that three times. 
<clears throat> Man arrested for driving away with police officer holding onto car in getaway attempt. Police in, I'm not going to say that again, Hokkaido have arrested a 56-year-old man on suspicion of causing bodily injury and obstructing police in the performance of their duty, if that's what you call it, after he duty. drove his car away with an officer hanging onto the vehicle. According to police, the incident occurred at around 2 p.m. Saturday. Hokkaido also reported that Tetsuo Hasayahashi, a part-time worker at 7-Eleven, was joking, joking. It wasn't in 7-Eleven. A part-time worker was driving along when the police patrol car asked him to pull over. That <laughs> pull over. Um, Hayashi remained seated in the car as the 55 year old police officer questioned him about a traffic law infringement. You think after he said that, he said, I'm getting too old for this shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Fucking uh, lethal weapon reference. Um, hell yeah. Hayahashi then suddenly started to pull away. The police officer's arm was caught in the window as it rolled up. After being dragged for about 10 meters, the officer got his arm free but fell to the ground and broke his left wrist. Hayashi kept going but later turned himself in at a police station. You know what this sounds like, Faders? This sounds like this guy basically had a body or some fucked up shit stashed in his car and he drove the fuck off, right? It's like, I can't get caught with this body. It's my ex-wife. And finally, <laughs> he's driving down the highway, finds a place, stashes the body, and then he goes to the police station. And he's like, hey, it was me. <laughs> I'm the one that did that. Don't worry. I, I would vote for drugs, man. Like, Because like, it'd be, it'd be really easy to just like, zip off. Like, you know, fucking get rid of your stash and then be like, oh, yeah, I, I guess I fucked up. I, I fucked up by trying to kill a police officer. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> Oops. No, no, no. It, it could be anything. It'd be fucking like whatever. But I think this guy had some kind of like bad stuff in his car. That's why he took off. And then he came back to the police. What? You think fucking as he's driving away, fucking Jimmy Cricket was on his fucking shoulder. And like, hey, what are you doing? Come on, turn around. The police officer might be fucking hurt. What are you doing? Come on. Come on. You know, I mean, come on. Give me a fucking break, dude. This guy was fucking up to no good from A to Z. Fuck mm. him. I agree. I agree. That's some bad shit. Some really bad shit. Bad motherfucking juju. Um, yo, we've got at least five minutes until it's midnight, which means Halloween, All Hallows Eve, and episode number 666 will be over. So, Jeremy, do you want to take the last fucking story of episode number 666? Can I get one one more in after Jeremy? Why don't you you go ahead? Why don't you go ahead? Yeah, why don't you go ahead, Tom? Defer to Tom. All right. Still the thunder. Tokyo police create public service warning about kids obsessing over their favorite male idols. Police want kids and parents parents to be aware of dangers of obsession for Oshikatsu. A lot of youth-oriented public awareness posters and flyers made by the police in Japan deal with the same topics that concern parents in other countries. Always check for traffic before crossing the street, say no to drugs, be cautious of suspicious strangers, things like that. But there's also a public service announcement from Tokyo Metropolitan Police Department's Juvenile Development Division that addresses a very Japanese issue, warning kids about the danger of youth becoming obsessed with ex- and exploited by idols. Is your 
Oshikatsu's safe as the flyer slash poster, referring to activities related to having an Oshi or a favorite idol, specifically warning about a Men Chika, itself shortened version of Men's Chika Idol, or an underground male idol, male singers who exist in a gray area between professional and amateur musical status. As they haven't yet achieved mainstream fame, ambition to underground idol concerts tends to be expensive or even free. There's also a higher degree of interaction between former members and fans due to the small-scale events, which can often create a feeling of more meaningful bond between a fan and their Oshi. However, the flyer warns that this combination of factors can lead to trouble for young fans since it's common for underground idols to offer things like a chance to take photographs for a fee and, according to the flyer, even agree to go on a date with the fan for the right price. The sequence of events pictures above starts like this. Min Chica concert. Fan. Wow. Free concert. Idol. You can take a Polaroid photo of me for 1,000 yen. How about it? Fan. Yeah. I want to take pictures of you. So I brought 10,000 yen. Uh, kind words from Oshi. Eiko. You're, you're really cute. I want to see you again. Fan. I want to take more photos with him. I want to go on a date, but I don't have enough money. Up to this point, you could often apply the scenario to easily to boys that become infatuated with female idol group. The next part, flow chart goes through the society bigger, uh, seen as a bigger threat to girls than boys. The temptation to turn angel kosai, aka compensated dating, or papagansu, finding a sugar daddy in order to get some money so that they can give them to their favorite idol. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, well, like, I mean, there's a few more paragraphs, but you, basically you get the idea. Is is this a pandemic that's happening? Apparently so, man. I I don't know, man. Like, it's, it's just like I, I think all societies go through this, but like you you would think like the, like the apocalypse is coming the way like the fucking poster is. Like the poster is like I don't know if you, if you look at the poster, it looks kind of like ominous right here. If you, I don't know if you can see that. I can't read enough for me to fucking understand that. But I mean, I, you, you don't have to. I'm not I'm not saying read it, but like I'm just saying, just like take a look at the poster. Like even if you don't read the language, you can see like I don't know. It kind of looks really ominous with like shadow stick figures and whatnot. I don't think anybody's gonna read that. I I I, I don't think a lot of like celebrities take a bet. At, well, fuck, I don't know about that actually. Let me how like many, yeah. Like how many idols are fucking fans? That's kind of like a a genre of porn, isn't it? I would imagine so, man. Rule of thirty-four. If you can, if you can imagine it, there's already porn on the internet for it. It's true. That's All right. Easy. Well, on shit. that high note, yeah. Well, on that high note, we've got three minutes until midnight, and at midnight, basically Halloween is over, which means episode number six 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 is over. So, uh, yeah, guys, dude, fucking, we made it to episode number six hundred and sixty-six on Halloween. How fucking cool is that, dude? That's fucking. Cheers, epic. boys. Cheers. Yeah, How many motherfucking podcasts? How many fucking podcasts on this fucking planet has reached episode number six 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 on fucking Halloween? How many? I would. I would imagine. I can only think many. of one. We might even be the first because we trailblazers like that. We's cool like that. Nope. No, we're just fucking lucky. We're bad with math, and it just fucking worked out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Roe Ro Jogan did the same thing, man. Did wait? He did six 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 on Halloween. Are you fucking serious? No, 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 not on Halloween. But he, I know he made. I know Roe Jogan made uh, six hundred and sixty six episodes. He's, he's like on two thousand now, right? 
And Joe Rogan's on like he made Joe Rogan does like fucking ten episodes in a fucking like uh two day span. And then he takes fucking like a two weeks off and he does all the stuff that he does, whatever. And then he, he's like, he's got it all set up or whatever. So when you see Joe Rogan, he's like, like concentrating all these fucking podcasts in like two or three days. So that's when you amazing. see him, he's not doing like a podcast every fucking week. That's, that's crazy. There's no way he would do that, dude. So he does it all like within like a couple of days. And that's basically his podcast for like the whole month. Actually, a lot of podcasts follow that suit, to be honest. Uh, we yeah, don't. Man, I, I would fucking take some of that. Fucking Joe Rogan money any day. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I would love that yeah, Joe Rogan right? money. Oh, that that's, Joe Rogan money. Like, yeah, like, I would have Spotify pay him some ridiculous amount of money, but it's just like, fuck you. $100 million. Dollars. Yeah. Plus, he had that Bitcoin money because he had that Bitcoin wizard that was on his podcast fucking way back in the day. And he mm-hmm. gave him like fucking all his Bitcoin and Joe Rogan bought it. It was all in his fucking show. Look up Joe Rogan Bitcoin. The guy's mm-hmm. fucking rich as fuck because of Bitcoin. But anyway, I've seen yeah. him twice. Yeah. You see him twice? Yeah, you actually yeah. saw uh, Joey Diaz too. That I'm really impressed. I mean, once. Yeah, I saw Joey Diaz once. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to see yeah. Joey Diaz. That guy's. I mean, he, awesome. he 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 was he was pretty well off even before all this shit because like you know he he was like fucking selling out like Vegas theaters. So you know you, you can well, do that. Also, Obviously, there's some. No, fucking he wasn't. Thing. Yeah, he was. He also out had devel- development deals as well from like uh Disney and shit. Yeah. Oh shit! It's uh, midnight. I, I wasn't aware oh. of that. Oh. Oh, it's I, midnight. I wasn't aware it's of that, midnight. but that wouldn't surprise midnight. me. Yep. It's midnight, Tom. It's midnight. Fucking Halloween is over. It's November 1st. We did it. <laughs> A two-hour podcast. We fucking did it, dude. Fucking yes. All right, gentlemen, all right, I'm pouring some more fucking uh, wild turkey eight-year into my fucking glass. Tom, drink. Drink, Ugh. you pussy. Oh, don't drink your fucking monster, dude. Are you fucking... Dude, I'm like, uh, dude, I'm I, I'm fucking burned out. I need to go to bed, man. I just got shit to do tomorrow. I don't yeah, give a but- fuck, dude. This is a podcast, dude. Where's your fucking booze, dude? This is episode number 666. I'm fucking, uh, well, after Halloween. I drink me shit. So I was good. But like, man, uh, yeah, fucking cool podding with you. Fucking 666 episodes. I think, I think I may maybe been here for about half of those. Maybe even more. Yeah, fucking lame, Tom. Lame. All right, Jeremy, anyway, give me a fucking compie for episode number 666, dude. I'm fucking Halloween. Compie. Compie. Yes. Mm. Fucking episode number 666, man. I can't believe we fucking made it this far, dude. Unbelievable. Fucking in 2009, when I first started this fucking podcast, I had no fucking clue that I'd fucking reach 666, dude. No fucking idea that I'd fucking like make it this fucking far and then be at 666 with you fucking awesome, beautiful people, man. Fucking faders out there. Thank you so much. Fucking Tom, Jeremy, thank you so much. I mean, you guys are fucking beautiful, fucking uh, ghoulish, horrible people that I love you so much on this fucking Halloween episode, but fucking we're all ghoulish and Halloween. Uh, so fucking, yeah, dude, guys, thank you. And um, all right, let's fucking finish this bitch up. Um, Tom, how can people get in touch with Godfather Japan? Yeah, once again, we are on all the social media platforms. Uh, we got fucking Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, obviously, wherever you can get your podcasts, iTunes, and others. And yes, as we've mentioned several times, we also have Patreon. If you're a super fan and want to chip in like a couple bucks our way, like again, it would really, even a dollar or two would really help with the fucking yen to dollar ratio being so out of whack right now. True. Um, yeah. Um, and Jeremy, I, take the mic. 
All right, so um, if you don't have money, that's cool. Uh, we, we still want you to help us out. And the way you can do that is you can share our videos and our podcast with your friends. Share the video to someone who might find it interesting, and maybe they're going to share it, and then so on and so on and so on. It helps us spread. It helps the podcast. It helps us get the word out. Uh, you don't need to do. You don't need to do the money thing. Although we want you to, if you want to join P- Patreon, that's awesome, and you get a bunch of cool additional content because you are actually paying for it. And, and instead of advertising, you guys are just. Uh, you guys are just being our advertisers and, and paying for it. So you get all this cool extra shit. Share our videos with their friends. Tell everybody about the show. Uh, and always, every week, join us back here with the uh, Got Faded Japan crew. Johnny! Fuck yeah, Faders. Thank you so much for tuning in to this very, very epically special episode of Got Faded Japan. It is Halloween. Well, it was Halloween uh, three minutes ago, but this is still episode number 666. And fucking, dude, we couldn't plan this better, dude. This is absolutely a spectacular episode. We covered so much beautiful news that is well beautiful beautifully horrific let's be honest and um yeah thank you so much for drinking with us and fading with us and having a good time with us and um if you are fading with us if you're at a bar if you're at a restaurant if you're at your mother's house if you're at church if you're at the temple wherever you're at and stuff you know i really hope that you're getting home responsibly don't drink and drive don't do anything stupid make sure that you're getting fucked up and getting faded with us in a in a nice responsible way and that no fucking i think we're done with the show guys uh yeah next week Let's fucking fire this shit up. Peace. Yo, yo. Go fuck yourselves. My little brother, a goddamn shit sucking vampire. Will you wait till mom finds out, buddy? I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. God, the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand it! You sure I should do this, man? We're going freaky! We came, we saw, we kicked his ass! Your move, creep. Man, I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is a fucked up Republican shit. Suicide, it's a suicide. Eh, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.